Well, hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. I am so excited that I have brought back one of my special guests. You may remember her from our episodes in September, where we talked about angelic encounters, and she also gave us some angelic activation so that we too could have encounters. But I have asked Margie Mormon to come back because after we recorded those episodes, we realized that we didn't get to have story time. We didn't get to talk about angelic encounters. And so that's what we want to do on today's episode. So if you missed those episodes, you can go back and you can listen to those. They were at the beginning of September. But we, um, I just want to introduce you for those of you that may be hearing her for the very first time this morning. And uh, so Margie and her husband founded Stillwater Ministries, and they live in Houston, Texas. And the thing about Margie that marks her life is that the supernatural Holy Spirit encounters abound. I am just so excited to have you, Margie, here with us on this episode, again, of like story time of angelic encounters. And one of the things that we were talking about before we got on camera to record was that we were just discussing um, when I met you for the very first time, which was at a daddy's girl conference in May of 2019 and that you had come and that there had been this um, like accident and you couldn't hear out of your ear, but you were jumping right in to do this activation because you love to start with activations because it gets people into experience what you're teaching about and at that time like it had been a week I think and you couldn't hear out of one of your ears and like as you let us in the activation like in this angelic encounter time like your ear was completely healed it was amazing I was just like I am witnessing a miracle of God right here as we are stepping into the angelic realm so with that Margie I want to ask can you leave to an activation and then can we talk about some out of your angelic encounters oh i can i can hi everybody so good to be back debbie yes let's uh let's just let's just speak to our spirit man and say come alive all the gifts of god are within each one of you and i'm just saying release release what god's already deposited in your spirit, release your spirit to the angelic realm, to the supernatural realm. You know, God's got so much for us, and He's just saying, enter in, interact, interact with the angelic realm. It's yours, it's yours. So I speak to each person listening, watching, and I say, the door is open. The gates are opening, your eye gate, your ear gate, your nose gate, your mouth gate are opening to receive the angelic realm, to receive the supernatural. And uh, we're just going to have a great time because the angels are here already and they are so excited because we're going to lift up the name of Jesus, which is what they love. They come when we celebrate Jesus, and each one of us is, is celebrating being with Jesus today, right now. We love you, Lord. Thank you. We just are expecting a great time together in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. ah, amen. 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 That was good. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. We step into it by faith. We acknowledge, we acknowledge that, that this is the supernatural realm, mm -hmm. that we are capable, 
because we are sons and daughters of Jesus, and we have Jesus within us because of the new commandment, uh, the new covenant. And so we just acknowledge it and step into it by faith. And, and you know what? We each of us releases light. We release light when we when we talk about uh, the supernatural. When we talk about angelic encounters, we release light because because we're made in His image, and God is light. And so uh, this is another activation. But be sure and share with people. It's extremely important that you share with like-minded people or people that are really interested because it encourages you and it encourages people that are, are curious, people that are, are having, you know, maybe issues of, is this real? Is this, is this something that I should be doing? So in, encourage one another, get in a group, get in a group, whether it's online or, you know, physically, get in a group so you can discuss these fabulous angelic encounters. And the reason we have them is because they point to Jesus. That's right, they do. Yeah, they're there for us, pointing to Jesus. So anyway, okay, so let's see where to start. I know. Uh, <laughs> I like to start, I like to start with ones that people get so, stories, encounter stories that people get so excited about. Um, just because there's it, it kind of spurs me on because they, they go, yes, yeah, oh, that was so cool. Um, and, and I get excited. You and I talk about, you know, being excited as opposed to, you know, gosh, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for your stories because what, what happens when we share our testimonies or our experiences, it helps other people believe what's possible in their own life. Because had I not heard people tell their stories of angelic encounters, I grew up in a conservative church where we didn't talk about this stuff. So I didn't know that it was possible, even though I had sensed the supernatural around my life. And I was just like, I didn't understand. And right. so people started talking about it. It opened me up and it opened up the revelation that like angels are still operating today and that they're messengers of God. And just because um, we don't have the frame of reference um to understand it doesn't mean that god still doesn't use them today so i'm excited for your stories and what it's going to do with my listeners so all right hit us up with a good one okay let's see um i don't remember when it's been maybe six months ago at the most i i don't recall it doesn't matter i was driving down um the freeway in texas um you know going 70 miles an hour <laughs> And suddenly I see on my hood an, an angel that's like laying on the hood with his head facing the traffic, the uh, traffic in, in front of us, um, and his arms out like um, the jack on the Titanic. I'm doing this, you know, yeah, with arms <laughs> out. And, I'm, and he, was, he was invisible to the eye, but I could, I could see him in my spirit. So I knew he was there. And I, I thought, this is crazy. You know, I'm driving 70 miles an hour and here's this angel hanging on to my front, front end of my vehicle. And I hear him say, I'm the king of the world. And I, and that's what Jack said on the Titanic, you know? Yeah. And I, so then I, of course, well, no, I shouldn't say of course, but my, um, my immediate was reaction was to say, 
uh-uh, you know, you're not the king of the world. Jesus is the king of the world. And, um, and then the Holy Spirit said to me, he's just proclaiming your identity in Christ. You and Jesus are the king of the world. You can, you know, you can speak to the mountains and they will move. You have authority. You are the king of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm cutting it real short, but then some scriptures popped into my head about us reigning. You know, we, we do reign with him. That's scripturally uh, correct. And, uh, and anyway, so I see this, see this angel and I'm driving along and and I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm having this encounter while I'm driving and we're kind of worried that, you know, what's going to happen next. But um, the idea was that, uh, that I was to um, post it as encouragement to everybody. And, you know, that's what the angels do a lot. They will bring a message from from the throne room in whatever fashion Papa God's wanting at that point. And I, I kind of get kicks out of some of the things they do. So I think he appreciates that and he causes that to happen. And, and uh, so anyway, so yeah, so he, Jesus and we are the Kings. We are the rulers Mm -hmm. of, the world of this world of the natural world and we need to get that into our heads and into our spirits and into our souls and say it over and over again until it becomes reality and we're actually you know walking and living in that position with him yeah uh, yeah i think that's so good i mean because romans chapter 8 is one of my like life passages of scripture um, because I used to walk in fear and that's the p- first part of it, right? That we're not supposed to do that. But when you get down further, I think it's in first, is it 24? Somewhere down there, um, it talks about that um, all creation is eagerly awaiting for the sons of God to be revealed. And the fact is, is that we've been revealed. We've been revealed, but we need to be revealed to ourselves and grab a hold of that identity of who we are in Christ because he has asked us us to rule and reign with him like that we're seated in heavenly places with him and that we need to understand that angelic activity and this kind of stuff is a normal part of the believer like you can look through all the old testament and the new testament and there were angelic encounters even with the new testament church right so we need stepping into that and i love that you know i have to be real with you margie i would have been the same way as you no you're not yeah. <laughs> and then because because that's what our mind says like our mind automatically goes no we're not but we really are because if we come into partnership with the holy spirit that we are jesus in us and we are the rulers of this world and so that's a word for us that are listening here is as believers we are the rulers of this world we need to step into that place Ooh, i like how that angel came not just to kind of be fun but yeah. also teach you in that moment and thank you for releasing that over me and and my listeners like now I have to I have to I'm like oh I wonder what my next encounter is going to be like (laughs) tell you I call him my hood ornament now (laughs) I say you know hey I had this angel as a hood ornament (laughs) there you go so much better than those other ones that they put out there (laughs) and I just just kind of see him like too he's like he's like making the way like you know king of the world but then he's also like stay away 
I'm protecting her. Get away. Move out of the way. Yeah, that's Already right. Sea of traffic for you. Maybe you should ask him to do that. Hey, hood ornament, can you like yeah. part the sea of traffic so we can get where we're going really yeah. fast? Yeah, be sure and call him hood ornament. You know, hood ornament. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. All right. Share another okay. story with us. Okay. Now. Okay. Um, let's see. This this is an old one, but I, I love to tell it. Um, did I tell any stories at all the last time we talked? Yeah, I, you, I you, did. you did. The last oh. time we talked, we talked about the patty cake and we talked about the cotton candy. And oh. Okay. So, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the flood, or I mean, the hurricane. Nope. No. And we didn't. Talk no, because we got off and you're like, Oh, we didn't even talk about all these. So then I was like, I'm bringing you back on. Okay. Okay. I'll tell, um, quickly, I'll tell the story of the hurricane. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. So I was, gosh, I feel like I, I said this, but anyway, I was watching TV. The news came on, I was watching with my husband. The news came on. Um, it was right after our hurricane Harvey, um, here in Houston. And, um, the news came on and the governor of Florida said, uh, any uh, volunteer nurses, we need you because we're, the projection is that the hurricane is going to hit. And I said to my husband very casually, you know, if I was a nurse, I would volunteer. Well, I'm not a nurse, but I said that because that was my desire. And all of a sudden I'm lifted up and I am carried with an angel and an angel is carrying me. Um, and we are, we are going over geographically over the United States and we land in, we land, we come down, we come down in a place of just rubble, just, just concrete and rubble and dust. And it was a mess. And I looked and here was this little bit of a sign that said revolution. And I thought, Oh, I'm not in Hawaii. In Hawaii, I'm not in Florida. I am, or not? Yeah, I'm not in Florida. I'm in Cuba, because it had just hit in Cuba, and so laying there was uh, a man that was bleeding and crying out and just in misery, and and I thought, oh, I, you know, what can I do? I want to help him, and I see to my left a man approaching me with a Red Cross shirt on, one of those Red Cross signs on his shirt. And he said, this man needs, uh, needs a blood transfusion. And I thought, hmm, okay. And, <laughs> yeah. and the angel who brought me here presents me with one of those old uh, black bags, old Dr. Black bags, so to speak, and opened it up. And there, was, there were tourniquets, there were bags of blood there were um tubes and new needles and everything i needed and i said i don't know how to do this and the man from the red cross said just um tourniquet his arm um you know insert insert the needle and start the iv or start the transfusion i thought mm, okay well i had never done that so she helps me and I get this all put together and I, and I get his arm squeezed and I insert this, this uh, needle. And then I lay this blood, bag of blood up on uh, like a piece of concrete that was laying there. So it was higher. So the elevation would cause gravity to, you know, flow down. Um, 
and then um, and then I told him in English. I said, you know, it's going to be okay. Jesus loves you, et cetera, et cetera. And he just looked at me. He wasn't crying out anymore, but I could tell that he understood or received the peace. And then the angel took me, and we went to another one, did the same thing. We went to another one, did the same thing. Went to another one, did the same thing. The bag, the doctor bag, never the the supplies never diminished. They were there were always plenty of everything, plenty of everything. Incredible. And so I was just you know being volunteer nurse to all these people and helping them and praying for them and bringing them peace. And, um, and it was about three days worth. And the angel said, okay, you know, that, that's good. You did what you're supposed to do. Up we go over the States, in back into my kitchen, <laughs> standing in my kitchen like I was before. And the news was still on and I looked at the clock, it had been 10 minutes. 10, only 10 minutes? 10 minutes and it was a three-day, yeah, it was a three-day trip. A three-day trip. Yeah. That, oh, that is so, so the angel, so the angel came, took you, you went there, you were ministering to people where the hurricane had just hit before it even had hit the United States. Right. Before, and, yeah. and not only that, but did, you never ran out of supplies. And then even though you had never done something before, you were able to do that. And isn't that just like God, right? That he sends yeah. the Holy Spirit or his angelic messenger so that we can do what he's called us to do and accomplish. And that we, like, that, that Margie, that is so amazing. That is yeah. so amazing. I bet you're, like, how did you, did you ask your husband, what was I doing for the last 10 minutes? Like, you know, because I would be like, was I asleep? Did I fall asleep? Like, what did I look like? Was I comatose? Was I frozen? I don't know. But that's so in the spirit, he translated you. Right. Which, right. which Bruce Allen and Michael Van Vlyman talk about a lot. So if people are, are wondering about that, um, Bruce Allen teaches the translation in the spirit about how we, as the uh, body of believers, that, that if we are willing, that God will take us to minister um, mm -hmm. to people that need it. Or maybe if we're called to be intercessors, that when we're interceding in this, he takes us places to minister to people. Uh, so I wonder one day if you're going to meet the guys that you were ministering to, the people that you were ministering to, I wonder if at some point you might cross paths with them because I've heard stories of that when people are like, I recognize you. Were you at such and such? And like, no, but in the spirit, they were there and people really saw them. And so that, that is, I believe that. that's going to happen. And you know, that brings up a point that I, I truly believe that in the spirit, when we do something like this, that we do it. Yeah. I mean, it is done. It's not just a, it's not a vision that's out there someplace and, you know, you thought about it or you, or whatever, but it's done because it's in the spirit. And who can think of these things, you know, standing, watching the news anyway. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, it's Papa God says, okay, you are willing and I know you're willing. Right. So, right. so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, have you be my partner with the angels and yeah. As you were talking, it just kind of, you know, that there's a lot of us that are like, oh, what can I do? Like when things like this happen, natural disasters or things like this that happen not in this country or, or maybe even in this country, but we're like, we can't physically go or we don't have the money to send. But what we have is we have the riches in our spirit, right? So we have that ability to be able to say, God, we're available in the spirit if you want to take us to do something. 
you want us to be doing something, we're available to do that. And I love that because you said, you know, I never would have thought watching the news that I would have been taken to do something, but I was willing because yeah. we had been having some angelic encounters right. with the Lord and he knew your heart and he knew that you were willing and that you would step in um, and not question and yes. you just do what needed to be done. I love that about you, Margie, because you yeah. you are a trailblazer, really, of, of somebody that goes before us that can show us what's possible for us to do in our own life. So um, is there one more story before we oh, end? One more. Oh, gosh. Okay. I know you have so many. Oh. I'll probably have you on, um, like, at least 10 more times. And we <laughs> I can easily fill up 10 more times. That's great. <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. How many minutes do we have? Oh, well, I would say <laughs> let's go. We, we have two to five minutes. Okay. All right. Um, okay, let's see. A while ago, I, I went to, in a quiet time, I just said, um, Lord, every once in a while I tell him, you know, I'm, I'm willing. You know, do you want to send me someplace? I'm willing. But I don't say it all the time, and he doesn't automatically react. I just kind of remind him. But he knows, he knows my heart and my spirit. So I was just, it was a quiet time. And I was just saying, you know, if you want to send me someplace, you know, I'm, I'm willing, I'm ready. And, and so um, off I go. I always say off I go because I, the translating seems to be part of it. But I'm translated and I, and I come to an area that I, I believe is, was, at that time, was the Congo. Um, and be, and the reason I believe that is because I was I was um, set in a, inside a huge 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 tent, and in a tent were um, uh, let's see seven not well, I don't recall exactly how many people but six yeah anyway there were men sitting around a fire and they had like um, tribal costumes on or tribal clothes. And one of them had this real ornate, heavy beaded jewelry and, you know, just really heavy. And he appeared to be what I call the chief. And they were all sitting around fanning a flame with these big, like, not palm leaves, but some kind of a, I don't know, some kind of a leaf. And they were fanning this flame. And so I, I looked at them and, and expected them to say something. Well, they didn't and I didn't. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then I left. And then about a month later, I was back. And they were still fanning the flame. It was like there was no time that had separated us. They were still fanning this flame. So then I'm standing there and I, and I, um, and I see the chief and he, and he takes off his... Um, his heavy necklace and it becomes pop beads now my generation knows what pop beads are you know they're those little plastic beads that you pull apart and make whatever necklaces or uh, bracelets or something anyway they become pop beads which uh, you know I, I wouldn't think of that but they become pop beads and he passes them around to these tribal members and each one uh, takes a bead off of their necklace and they add to it and they add to it and they add to it. And then he gives it to me. And I'm holding this necklace with um, and like nine or so beads on it. 
and I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, what will I do with this? And then I hear outside the tent, um, well, first I see, I see him take one of the beads and he throws it, the chief, and he throws it against the tent and, the, and it goes right through the tent. And so I immediately, in my curiosity, I guess, I didn't ask, I just went out the door looking for this bead. I thought, I gotta find this bead, you know, that's amazing. And as I'm looking for this bead, there's a woman standing there with holding a baby who appears to be lifeless. And she's crying and crying and crying. So I motioned to her, take her in, take the baby inside. You know, there's this chief. He can, he can do whatever he does and bring this baby to life. And she's just scared and, and like, no. So I grab the baby, I run inside, and I hand the baby, I, I start to hand the baby to this chief, and he shakes his head like, no. And he points to me, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, you have the authority. Uh, well, the chief was, symbolically was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And his tribe was, you know, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and himself, and then uh, uh, six others. There were nine total. Okay, so I hold the baby, and I just look at this baby, and I speak life to this baby, and the baby starts crying. And I think, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is amazing. And I take the baby back out to the mom, hand her to the mom, and, or her, him, I don't recall. And, uh, and the mom is happy. And I, and I point and I go, you know, go inside. Go. And she goes, like, no, I can't go in there. And, and I went inside and I said, she, she doesn't you know, believe that she can come in. Well, the Holy Spirit is translating apparently this whole thing because I'm talking in English. He's not talking, you know, and, and, um, and I believe symbolically the tent door was open for anyone, anyone, male, female, child, anyone can come in that door, but so many are afraid to enter into the throne room of God. See, that represented the throne room also. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and it was so exciting because I, I got out of that. I went back to um, my home and realized, you know, boy, I have got, one more time, I have got the authority of God within me, and all I have to do is use it. I don't have to ask permission. I, you know, it's given. It is given to us. And this is for everybody. That authority is given to us. It's, it, was, it was incredible. I mean, it was much longer than that. But, and the, the fact that they were constantly fanning the flame, to me, said it's always, always going. You know, the fire of God is always going. It's never going to go out. We always have that. We always have his presence. We always have the, um, the, the smell, the, you know, the sight, the taste, the hearing. All of our senses are alive to him. And if we don't recognize him, at first, he will show himself to us. Yeah. He shows himself to us. You know, he may, not, he may not appear as we are expecting him to, but he will show himself to it. It's no secret. He is no secret. He is no secret. He's just so excited to show himself to us. 
I tried to talk really fast and really short on that one. No, you did fine. You did fine. I, I think it's really great. Um, I, I want you to pray um, for us to um, recognize our authority as a believer um, as we walk out, because it's interesting that as we began talking and the stories that you shared, the common theme through that was us recognizing and stepping into our rightful authority as believers. And so I want, I want you to pray us out um, in a minute. But first of all, can you tell my listeners how they can connect with you? I know that you have a Facebook group specifically um, to talk about angelic encounters, but you also have um, other places that people can connect with you. So can you tell us? Sure. Uh, the Facebook group is called um, Angelic Stop Stations. And that's a Facebook group. It's a it's actually a private group because we speak about um, angels and interacting with them and people with questions, people with uh, curiosity, um, mm -hmm. all pertaining to the angelic. So if you if you're interested, uh, it needs to be someone needs to invite you or you need to ask to be invited. But you know, it's an open it's an open page, but it's it's a private group. Private setting, yeah. I right. Okay. And then I have stillwaters plural ministries dot net not com, but .net. And that's my website. And then I have a, a Facebook um, ministry page, and that's facebook.com um, forward, forward slash, what do we call it? Forward slash, sorry, see beyond the veil. And that's my Facebook page. And that's, and anyway, on, on my website are all my, not all, many of my encounters, um, and I've been trying to put them on on the Facebook page also, so people can don't have to look up my website. But, but you know what? The purpose of me putting the the blog posts on there is to encourage people and to let them know that hey, this is a possibility for all of us. I mean, I never started out my walk with uh, the Lord, my spiritual walk, which has been about forty years now. Mm -hmm. um, I never started out saying, you know, I want to, I want to publish something I want to do, I, any of that. But he in, has encouraged me to, you know, get the word out. People are interested. They want to know they can do it. So yes, anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we end this episode of Dare to Hear the podcast, could you pray for us to have what whatever might be hindering us back um, mindsets or thinking or not even, maybe we just don't even have the revelation of what it really means to um, have our identity rooted in Christ, that we would understand that piece so that we could step into the fullness of all God has. So I'm going to let you pray us out and then I will just uh, close out the show. Okay. All right. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Um, you know, years ago, uh, boy, Someone, someone just decided that the New Testament was, um, you know, uh, one without miracles, without angelic beings, and and the and that idea just seemed to carry over into the religious spirit. But you, we are freed. You people are freed because the new covenant has come. Jesus has come, and He has freed each one of us to freely step in, freely, freely engage, freely engage. And I just pray that each one who is curious, who is wanting, who has already experienced, will come to more and more realization that this is the life that we are to live, that Jesus has, has called us 
to walk with him, to partake with the angelic realm, to walk with him. And he walks with the angels and he speaks with the angels. So I pray that eyes are open, ears are open, noses are opened, all the gates are opened, are opened. And just say that when you're, when you're sitting, say it right now if you want, that, that my, my, my gates are open, you know, lift up your gates and let the King of Glory come in. And our gates, our gates are, are important to have up. We don't want them shut. And Jesus is saying, I'm here, I'm gonna take you, you're going to have incredible encounters with angels. I just speak that forth to everyone listening and watching. I speak forth encounters. And I say um, that it is possible. It is not something that ended with the New Testament. In fact, Jesus says there is so much more. There is so much more. And so put a demand on God. Put a demand on God. He loves that. Put a demand on him and say, Papa God, <laughs> I want this. I want it. I desire it. And that desire comes from him. Mm-hmm. And love, it, it comes out of love and it crosses the barrier. Love crosses that barrier. So you're free. Everyone is free in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Margie, thank you so much for joining me again. Yes, you're welcome. It's good to be here. So good. It's so good. It's so good. And I just want to say to those people that are like, I can make a demand on God. Absolutely. He, he is a gentleman and he wants us to say, we're willing. We want this. In fact, he loves it when we're hungry for those things. So I just want to speak to anybody that was like, what? I can oh. do that? Yes. We can make demands on God. Like it's like pulling the anointing out of people when they're ministering. Like when you kind of like, I want that. I want more of that. And that's what God wants. He wants a hungry heart. He wants hearts that are willing and able and are pressing in for more of him. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you, Marjorie, for that prayer. Thank you for that reminder too. And thank you for your stories. I'm so excited. We could do this again and we might do this again in the, in the near future, but right now we're, we're, we're good for today. I won't keep you hostage any longer. So um, I just want to thank you for listening to dare to hear the podcast where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. And thank you for listening today. I am Debbie Kitterman. And if you were encouraged in any way, we would be honored if you would subscribe to the podcast or our YouTube channel. And we also ask that you would leave a review and then share this episode with your friends and help spread the word, not just about dare to hear the podcast, but also about Margie and her ministry. And let's just open up the spiritual realm in our lives so that we can encounter what the fullness of God and his kingdom is all about. Also, we just want to remind you that we um, take your questions. If you have a question that you would like to submit, you can do that. Shoot us an email at info at dare, the number two here. H-E-A-R.com. And we would love to answer one of your questions. If you have somebody that you would like us to have on as a guest, we'd love to hear that too, because we're here to serve you, our audience. We just thank you for listening today. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Cause I'm 